listener production. Wall Street pensive ahead of key earnings figures. And Aussie shares expected to open lower on Thursday ahead of earnings from Mineral Resources. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 22nd of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, as we kick off our conversation this morning, we've got US markets on tenterhooks a little bit lower. The Dow is down 0.1. The S&P 500 down by around 0.2 of a percent. The Nasdaq down by about 0.7 of a percent. SPY futures are down by around 0.3 of a percent. You can feel the tension in the air, can't you? The most important stock on the planet, NVIDIA's earnings are due after the close of trade, Tom. I mean, look, you know, we live in a world where people are trying to get headlines or notoriety on social media all of the time, and that's no different, I suppose, in the world of analysts. uh, An analyst that Goldman Sachs has uh, described NVIDIA as being the most important company in the world, Ryan. Yes, I did see that quote, Tom, and all will be revealed at the close of trade today. The options market is predicting that there will be a 10% swing one way or the other in terms of the price. Certainly possible. And the report will give Wall Street a sense of how long the AI boom can last. Analysts expect NVIDIA to post a 240% increase in revenue from the year ago period for a total of 20.6 billion US dollars driven by $17 billion worth of data center revenue. I find this interesting because whenever you have a period of fervor regarding a particular theme, you know, sadly or otherwise, we're old enough to um, have our pick of uh, things like this. But I remember in the uh, 2000s, the dot-com boom, it has that kind of feel about it in terms of just the incandescence of the emotion around it. You know, uh, this is the third largest stock in the uh, S&P 500, a third to Microsoft and Apple in size. It's $1.7 trillion in capitalization. And that means it's vulnerable, doesn't it? It does. Investors want to hear from NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang about how long these stratospheric growth rates can last. And that's going to be the critical thing going forward. It's going to be the outlook. I think you're right. Like Every word will be looked at very carefully and the nuance examined. So again, that speaks to where we are in a cycle that is being defined by AI. So that needs to inform your thinking on a whole range of things. So this is less, to be honest, about the headlines that you'll tend to get. This is where we are in one of those moments in history, I suppose. If we also look at some of the other company results overnight, Palo Alto Networks slumped 27%. After the cybersecurity firm forecast third quarter billings below analyst estimates, we also saw other cybersecurity companies such as Fortinet, Zscaler, and CrowdStrike fall up to 14% on the back of that result. So today as well, in terms of the US market, Amazon.com has gained about 0.6%, with the company set to join the Dow Jones Index effective next week. They will replace Walgreens Boots Alliance and its shares are down 2.7%, the biggest drag on the Dow Jones Index. But of course, the big focus today as well, just out are the US Federal Reserve's meeting minutes. And they have probably um, struck a note that is quite familiar in terms of balancing the risks associated with the uh, level of inflation at the moment and the pathway to potentially lower interest rates in the near to medium term. The immediate response from the market 
not vastly changed. Not hugely different, has been a slight improvement, but certainly what we did see in the minutes is that the policymakers have said that we're at the likely peak in the tightening cycle, so the pivot is in as far as that's concerned. The timing of the pivots now become ultra important as markets are fixated on. And they said that most participants know the risk of moving too quickly to ease the stance of policy and emphasize the importance of carefully assessing incoming data in judging whether inflation is moving down sustainably to 2%. So this is the same narrative we've heard from the Reserve Bank of Australia to some degree where they're still uncomfortable about current inflation rates. They want to see it sustainably within their target levels, and they're not going to cut interest rates until they see that for a period of time. So the vital part of what we've just heard there from the Fed is that they are not scotching uh, that picture in relation to, to rates, that we are still talking about cuts. It's the timing that we need to land on. And that's important because we've seen a number of measures of inflation lately um, that have been elevated and that could have seen you know, a lot more caution in this discussion. And that would have been very destabilizing as far as the markets are concerned. In terms of the actual outcome there, the market's barely moved at this point in time. We've still got Almost two hours left of trade, so we'll see what transpires over the coming hours. So under the circumstances, this is probably a, a better case scenario compared to what may have emerged. And, you know, th- there was a lot of discussion about these minutes, Ryan. You know, m- minutes are valuable, but really the most important uh, vector in that conversation is what you actually hear from the Fed officials week in, week out. You know, you actually hear a lot of conversation about them. To pin so much weight on these minutes really is another example of how nervous the markets are. Indeed, we are really focused on when the central banks around the world are going to cut interest rates at the moment, but inflation still remains elevated, particularly services and homegrown inflation. And we saw yesterday wages growth in Australia growing at 4.2% year on year to the end of 2023. And that will be an inflation lifting part of the economy to the services sector. Well, at the very least, it will mean that its um, slope lower will will take longer. So um, just quickly, I forgot to mention with NVIDIA, it's actually down for the fourth consecutive day. It's down by around 4% having fallen about 5% yesterday. So let's just quickly reflect on what happened in the bond market. Just a modest push higher for government bonds, a two-year government bond up four basis points to 465, a 10-year up by four as well to 432. So just noise really there. European markets, it was certainly a mixed affair across the Atlantic. Uh, In the UK, the FTSE was down three quarters of a percent. We had the stock 600 index down uh, by 0.8, but uh, a quarter of a percent gains for the French and German indices. We saw a couple of familiar themes as far as Europe was concerned. So on the banking side, we saw HSBC tumble 8.4% to record its biggest one-day drop since April 2020 after a surprise $3 billion US dollar charge on its stake in a Chinese bank, and that took the shine off its annual profit level. Bank stocks were down 1.1%. And then turning our attention to the miners, mining shares slid 0.8% after Glencore reported bleak earnings and slashed its payout to investors. Its shares were down 1.1%. And Rio Tinto, importantly, was 1.5% lower after reporting a decline in annual profits. So that could have implications for our market today, Tom. Yeah, that's the um, second day in a row that we've seen some solid losses as far as uh, Northern Hemisphere miners are concerned. So that's certainly something to consider today, which will bring with it um, quite a number of uh, mining 
organizations reporting their results. But on the commodity space, Ryan, uh, we've got uh, oil prices bumping up against a three-month high ceiling. They're up by about a half of 1%. In terms of commodities, Tom, the US oil price is up 1.1% to 77.87 US dollars a barrel. Gulf futures are down 0.3% to 2034.30 US dollars an ounce. And iron ore was down 0.5% to 127.30 US dollars a ton. We have seen the Singapore benchmark around four-month lows on demand concerns in China. The Aussie dollar is trading at around 65.4 US cents. It's another very big day as far as corporate earnings are concerned today. The list way too long uh, to get through, but some of the highlights. Uh, so we've got uh, Fortescue Metals uh, buttressing some big earnings from Rio and BHP in previous days. Qantas, Goodman Group, Tabcorp, Flipcorp, uh, and a great cross-section of the Australian economy. The one that stands out for me will be mineral resources. We're expecting underlying EBITDA estimates of $804.3 million, with revenue at $2.47 billion. Thanks to your company this morning. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.